0: Under Shirlian and Sun gaze, the cultivator held up the water bowl to his lips and bent over slowly to gulp the water down. He did not look as if he was satisfying his thirst. Instead, he looked cautious and guarded. As he drank, Shirlian could hear sloshing sounds, as if water was being poured into an empty bottle. At that moment, Shirlian knew what the cultivator was. He seized the man's arm. You don't have to drink anymore. The cultivator's hand trembled as he looked at Shirlian in bewilderment. Drinking wouldn't help anyway, right? Shirlian smiled. The man's expression instantly changed upon hearing this. He unsheathed his steel sword with his other hand and swung it towards Shirlian. Without changing his stance, Shurlian raised his hand, and easily flicked the sword aside. Seeing that Shirlian was still tightly gripping onto his hand, the cultivator gritted his teeth and extracted it from his hold suddenly. Shirlian felt the arm in his grip suddenly go limp, like a balloon deflating as it slipped away from his palm. The moment the cultivator broke free, he ran toward the door, but Shirlian wasn't concerned. In this undisturbed space, without people around, Roya could drag him back instantly, even if he fled a good distance away. But just as he raised his other hand, a sharp blast of air whipped past him. It was as if someone had shot an arrow from behind him. It pierced the man through the stomach and nailed him to the door. Shirlin looked over and it turned out to be a chopstick. He turned back for a look. Sunlung stood up from the altar and walked past him to pull out the chopstick. Sun Lung waved the chopstick at Shulian and said, This got dirty. I'm going to throw it out. Even with such a serious wound, the cultivator did not groan in pain. He simply silently slithered down from the door. Fluids flowed from his abdomen. It wasn't blood, but the water that he had just drunk. Shulian and Sun Lung knelt down next to the body, and Shulian felt around the wound. He felt as though this wound was like a blown-up balloon that had been pricked. Cold air was leaking out of it, and the cultivator's corpse gradually changed. Earlier, he was clearly a buff man, but now he'd shrunk a size down. His face and limbs shriveled, even as he continued to shrink. He looked more like an old man now. "'It's an empty shell,' Shirleyan said." Some ghosts, if they could not transform into a perfect human form, would create these empty shells. They would use realistic components to meticulously create a fake skin bag. These skin bags often use real living humans as references. Sometimes they would even use human skin directly. Naturally, their palm prints, fingerprints, and hair would all be flawless. And if the ghosts themselves did not wear these skins, there wouldn't be any evil aura stuck to them, so they would not need to heed those evil repelling spells and talismans. This was why the seal on the door did not block the cultivator out. However, these kinds of empty shells could easily be seen through. After all, they were hollow on the inside. If there was no one wearing the skin, then they could only follow instructions of the manipulator like puppets. The instructions could not be overly complicated either. They had to be simple, repetitive, and set up beforehand. Therefore, the expressions and behavior of those skin bags were lifeless and sluggish, unlike real humans. For example, they could only repeat certain phrases, do certain repetitive things, or answer their own questions. If one asked too many questions, they wouldn't be able to answer and would end up exposing themselves. Of course, Shirlian had more practical ways of exposing those skin bags. Just let them drink some water or eat something. After all, skin bags were hollow, without any organs. If they ate or drank, it would be like throwing something or pouring water into an empty can. The echo could clearly be heard, and it was a sound very different than that of a human consuming food and water. The corpse had completely deflated into a pile of withered skin. Sun Lung poked at it with his chopstick and threw it away. This shell is rather interesting. Shulia knew what he was talking about. The cultivator's expressions and movements were more than realistic. He had conversed with them animatedly, gestured wildly, responded emotionally, very much like a real person. Whoever was behind its control had to be quite powerful. Shirlian glanced at Sanlang. Looks like you're quite knowledgeable about these wicked arts too, Sanlang. Sanlang smiled. Not too much, he responded. The empty shell came to Shirlian specifically to tell him about the Banyue Pass. Whether it was fake or real, its intention was obviously to lure him there. To play it safe, he would have to inquire about it in the communication array. Shulian pinched his fingers and calculated the power he had left. There should still be enough to use it a few more times, so he formed a seal with his hands to enter the communication array. The communication array was livelier than usual, and it was not because of deities bustling around with official duties. Rather, it seemed everyone was playing some sort of game. Laughing and shouting, Xiu was taken aback. Just then, Ling Wen reached out to him. Your Highness is back. How are your days down in the mortal realm? It's alright. Not too bad. What's everyone doing? They seem so happy, Xiu asked. Ling Wen replied, The Windmaster has just returned and is giving away merits. Why don't you go and see if you can grab any? Sure enough, Shirlian could hear the officials cheerfully shouting. I grabbed a hundred merits. How come I only managed to get one? A thousand, a thousand merits. Thanks, Windmaster. It was like catching money raining down from the skies, Shirlian thought. His donation box was empty. But firstly, he didn't know how to make a grab for those merits. And secondly... The officials must be very familiar with each other to play those sort of casual games. Shirlian wasn't on good terms with many of them and didn't think it was appropriate for him to join, so he paid it no mind and called out to the crowd. Does anyone here know of the Banyuere Pass? The laughing and shouting came to a sudden stop and silence ensued. Once again, Shirlian felt depressed. It was fine, if no one responded to his little snippets, if they were odd or awkward. The other officials didn't share those either, and he indeed seemed to be out of tune with them whenever he did so. But this was official business. The communication array was a place where heavenly officials often made requests for information on ghosts or mystic issues. If something came up or someone asked for assistance, everyone pitched in giving suggestions or lending a hand. Those without anything to add would say, I'll ask around when I'm free. Banyue was work, so there was no reason why no one responded. Just then, someone shouted, The windmaster just threw out 10,000 merits. The communication array came alive again, and the officials went away to grab for more merits, thoroughly ignoring Shirlian. This made him realize that there was probably more to this than it appeared, and the court would never respond. The windmaster was certainly quite affluent, Shulian thought, throwing away tens of thousands of merits just like that. He was about to exit the communication array when Lingwen called out to him privately. Your Highness, why did you mention the Banyue Pass? Lingwen asked. Shulian recounted his encounter with the skin bag. That empty shell pretended to be a survivor from the Banyue Pass. It has to have a motive. I wasn't sure whether his words were true, so I came in to ask, what's going on with that place? Lingwen was quiet for a moment before she said gravely, Your Highness, I advise you to stay away from this matter. Shulian thought that she might say something similar. Otherwise, a matter like this wouldn't have lasted for over 150 years and the court would not just go silent because he asked about it. Is it true that half the people go missing every time they traverse through Banyue? Lingwen was silent again. It's not easy for us to speak about this matter. Shulian heard the deliberation in her words. There might be something putting her on the spot. So he said, All right, I understand. If it's inconvenient, then we shall not speak of it again. And we have never spoken in private on this subject either. Shulin withdrew his divine consciousness and left the communication array. He rose to his feet and used the broom to sweep the fake skin to the side. After mulling over Ling Wen's words for a moment, he raised his head and looked at Sun Lang. Sun Lang, I'm afraid that I will be going on a long journey. Lingwen's attitude was enough to show that this matter implicated too much. Since this empty shell came to him on its own, then it must have wanted to lure him there. It was definitely not a good place to go to. Yet Sanlang said, Sure thing, Gurgo, can you bring me too, if you don't mind? Shulian wondered curiously, It's going to be a long and difficult journey, so why do you want to come? Sun Lang smiled. Do you want to know about the Banyue Pass? Xue Lin paused and then said, You know about that too? Sun Lang crossed his arms and replied languidly. The Banyue Pass was originally not known as Banyue Pass. The Banyue Pass was where the kingdom of Banyue used to be located 200 years ago. He sat up straight, his eyes going bright. The wicked cultivator of Banyue was. Shirlian placed the broom against the wall and was about to sit down to listen when there was a knock on the door. It was already evening and the villagers were hiding in their homes after hearing that there was bewitchment about, so who could be knocking? Shirlian stood by the door and held his breath briefly, but he didn't see the seal reacting. Another knock. It sounded like there were two people outside. Shirlyan contemplated for a moment and then opened the door. Sure enough, two young men, dressed in black, stood at his door. One handsome and one elegant. It was Nan Feng and Fu Yao. Shirlyan said, You too. Fu Yao rolled his eyes and Nan Feng blurted out, You're going to the Banyue Pass, aren't you? Where did you guys hear that? Shirlyan wondered. Nanfeng Feng said, Some officials were talking about it. I heard that you asked about the Banyue Pass and the communication array today. Shulian understood their intentions and crossed his hands in his sleeves. I see, you both volunteer, right? Both junior officials' expressions contorted as though they had a toothache. Yes, they replied. Shulian couldn't help but smile and said, I get it, I get it, but I want you two to understand that should there be any issues or crises en route, you're welcome to run away at any time. Shilian stepped aside and invited them in to discuss the journey in detail. But then, when the two saw the carefree teen sitting inside, their initially grim faces instantly turned ashen. Nanfeng charged in. He pushed Shilian behind him and shouted, "Stand back!"